It's St. Patty's Day, and we brought our very own leprechaun. Please welcome Patrick. Hey everyone, so we're back with episode three, and like I said, we brought our very own Patrick. And for for those that don't know, during our last episode, Julie had mentioned a Patrick. This is her husband. <laughs> How you doing? And for the record, um, I wouldn't, I believe I have some Irish. I wouldn't go and say that I'm your very own leprechaun, though. Well, um. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to pretend. Okay. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> so, so that's how the magic of all this works. Is, uh, we'll just lie. Okay. We'll just make shit up. So this, so this little bit will get cut out and then no, nobody's like, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> They'll just hear it. We'll just lie all the way through if we have to. <laughs> so how do you feel about um, the geriatric fan base oogling Julie? <laughs> um, I'm not really too concerned about that. Okay. Um, She's just got to get her stamp ready for her thumbprint. She can do that, and then <laughs> I can just play the waiting game. Oh, okay. And eventually, <laughs> yeah. that fan base will... Die out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me let me kind of bring something up here. For the sake of, not like it matters because I'm not making any money off of here, we can't mention the C word. Of what's happening with the virus. <laughs> we have to skate around that. We're just going to call it the beer virus. The beer virus. Yeah. So I'll explain why. So apparently YouTube has decided to demonetize any videos that titled or using that name in their videos. And I think, and this is just based off my assessment. I don't know if this is true. I think it's because um, you have so many people out there just trying to spread out bullshit and mm. they know it's a hot button topic and everybody's panicking, looking for information. So they're trying to capitalize off of it. Gotcha. Get a lot of views, a lot of clicks. Yeah, a lot of views, a lot of clicks. And they're trying to discourage people from, from doing that. So not that I'm going to generate too much off of this video. Hopefully I do, but probably not. <laughs> So you don't think I add any value to this? Well, it's probably more me. People are still upset that I changed the name of my channel and that I'm doing this. Well, some of my subscribers are a little, little unhappy, but they'll they'll get over it or they can unsubscribe, really. Somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, this is what I do. So um, what do you think about all that stuff with the, the scares and how people are reacting? Um, I, my initial thought was that, uh, well, well, we'll go back to my initial, initial thoughts when it was first, um, a few months back and talked about before it even came over here. Um, I was talking with a coworker at work and it was just like, wow, this is some serious shit. If you get this, you're going to die. Mm -hmm. Chances are, you know, we thought it was really bad. The guy I work with was all paranoid and he's saying like it's definitely coming here i will get myself ready i'm gonna lock myself in the house and, <laughs> and 
you know, like, I was like, wow, you know, you're going a little over the top. Yeah. And then lo and behold, it does come here, but it doesn't sound really like it's um, that bad. Uh, I was mainly concerned about my kids. Mm -hmm. And then I come to find out it doesn't seem to affect yeah. younger kids. So that's good. I'm not really concerned about them. And then. Um, so then I was kind of at ease. I was like, all right, well, you know, it'll be a little discomfort. We'll probably get sick. Um, worst case scenario. And, uh, we'll just ride it out. And then especially like last night and we go to Walmart just to get some stuff to make tacos. <laughs> and the, that was a bad decision. Yeah. And the place is trashed and you're, you're going to get tacos with those on toilet paper. <laughs> Rethink your dinner uh, choices. On a side note, <laughs> when people were talking about the toilet paper shortage, we have a toilet paper roll that holds one roll and then some extras. Uh -huh. And there was nothing in reserve. And I thought we were out. And I was like, all right, well, this weekend we got to buy toilet paper. <laughs> and then when I see people going and everybody's making fun of everybody for buying up this toilet paper, and I got thinking like, oh, shit. <laughs> We're not going to have any toilet paper this weekend. Um, luckily, you know, we did have a couple of rolls in reserve. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> started a panic. <laughs> One of my big concerns with that was I was afraid that I was going to go to the store and normally I buy a big pack of toilet paper. I was going to look like a nut that's stocking up on toilet paper. When in reality, just I just needed it. Yeah, that's what's <clears throat> that's what's weird because we were we were out shopping yesterday too, and we're just shopping because we need to shop, you know, and. I have very big claustrophobic issues in the store and when people get in lines and, and I'm trapped in the middle of it, I start getting angry <laughs> and I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here right now. You have grocery store road range. Yeah. So I, I can see that. I, uh, <laughs> not just, but, but myself, it's sometime if I'm by myself, I can get through the store quick. I can, but then I got two kids yeah. and I'm trying to keep them. So they're not getting in other people's way. And then, so I'm trying to keep my kids focused, and then when there's shoppers there that aren't focused, and they're, and then it just kind of uh, whether it's anxiety or anger or something, it's it's hard to deal with. Yeah, yeah. But I only, I only have so much patience before I just start saying stuff out loud, and, and I'm like, hey, reel it back, dummy. Because <laughs> <laughs> the next step is to get into a brawl and end out in world star hip hop or something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not a good look. <laughs> so. So I will say last night when I was when we were in the checkout line with our tacos <laughs> and, you know, very little in our cart. We had Oreos, which is important, mm -hmm. milk for the cookies and yeah. tacos. I looked at the cart in front of us and they have a lot of stuff, non-perishable items, uh, a few bottles of bleach and cleaning stuff. Same with the cart behind us. And then I started like, kind of thinking to myself, like. Am I maybe being naive here? Like, is something wrong with us that we have taco supplies? <laughs> Tacos and cookies. <laughs> and everybody else is prepared for something uh, something big here, so. Yeah, um, that's a, I don't know, man. I mean, when I started thinking about all the prepper stuff, you know, I get it to a certain degree. Um, you know, if, if the world ever gets to a situation where we got some weird thing going on that's literally wiping out everybody. You know, these guys have got their bunkers and shit all stockpiled. I get that, but I'm not, I'm like, I'm not worried about things I can't control. Yeah. You know, I can't afford a bunker and 
I'm not gonna just hide out in my house and do that shit. So I mean, it's like you can you can control what you can control, and the rest of it, you know. I like that explanation. I think I'm going to use that. <laughs> but between you and I and, and whoever might be watching this, mm-hmm. a lot of it's laziness. Um, I could probably put a bunker in. That would involve me digging a hole. <laughs> yeah, I guess I probably could too. But out here, our groundwater is really high, so I'll have to get some floaties. <laughs> Dig a bunker and I've got like a foot of air above the water. <laughs> With your head just staring at the ceiling just of the like bunker. A, a Cuban soup. <laughs> it's like beans and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely I don't know, man. I, I I see a lot of people on the West Coast and obviously it's hitting them pretty hard, like in California and stuff like that. Like a lot of the comedians have got podcasts. They've canceled all their shows and everything. And I was thinking this morning, I was like, God, I hope these guys just go on a tear with their podcast. I'm like, that'd be fucking hilarious because they're, they're so funny. You yeah. Know, just leave the dumb shit out and just give us comedic gold on, on podcasting. That would be awesome. Was, uh, I was listening to a radio show yesterday, and that was something they brought up, is if a lot of people are quarantined or a lot of people are staying home from work, and then what kind of... Um, what kind of stuff is that going to produce? Uh, yeah. People trying out podcasts or doing podcasts, and then uh, musicians that are just kind of uh, ex- experimenting with things, and mm-hmm. um, it'll be interesting to see how everything evolves. Yeah, and and this sort of thing, like um, being in Central New York, we're used to snowstorms. Uh, you get warning, like, all right, there's going to be a bad snowstorm, and people go out and stock up, and you know, like, I got to get through three, four days. We'll be in the house, kind of mm-hmm. going into this now. I don't know how long, if something like that happens. Yeah. How long you're gonna be holed up or? Yeah. But. That's that's the other weird thing. It's like you know, some of these people keep t- saying, you know, everybody should just go on lockdown for like two weeks and just get it over and done with. And I'm like, well, none of us really know how long that's gonna be. And I'm like, two weeks today and next week. It's I mean, this is a massive country. In terms of what other countries look like, this is like a continent. <laughs> you know, it's like something like Italy is the size of New Mexico. Yeah. You know, so it's, you know, when they talk about Italy being complete lockdown, I'm like, well, that's New Mexico. Yep. You know, we, we locked down this entire country and it's still got to spread across the entire United States. It's like, how long is that going to take? <laughs> so I had the opposite idea today. I was thinking how you have chicken pox parties for kids. Rub some of those people on you. You could have a bunch of people get together. <laughs> At the grocery store. And you get the virus and you tough it out. And then, yeah, I mean, isn't it, wouldn't it work like the flu or something? You get the virus, you get past it, and you move on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do remember back in the day, like when I was a little kid, I got chicken pox. And they didn't have no problem letting other little kids play with somebody with chicken pox because yeah. it was like, well, you're, you're going to get it. Yeah, they want to. So you uh, might as well get it during the summertime when you're not at school or something. <laughs> we, ne- we never had the the party. I just remember getting chicken pox and just having to ride it out. Um, yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> I, I honestly don't remember you know? the itching, how bad it was. It just something yeah. something you 
go oh. through. And honestly, I was surprised to see that they have a, a vaccine against it now. Yeah, I don't I, even know. It kind of shows uh, maybe I don't pay that much attention in the kids' <laughs> <laughs> development. And, uh, <laughs> but there was also a, a statistic that came out about deaths for different uh, viruses and chickenpox was listed on there. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't know that was a thing that you could die from chickenpox. Yeah, actually, because um, shingles is the same thing as chickenpox. It's yeah. the adult version. It's the adult yeah. version. It causes those guys all sorts of problems when they get it. I don't know all the details on it because I'm not a doctor or nothing, but you know, my grandmother had it before she had passed away, and I guess it was extremely painful. You know, I just remember I was real young when I got it because my uncle got it, and he was not my age, but a little bit older than me at the time. And he had no problem with, ah, come on over here and get me in, you know, under the blanket, sitting on the couch with him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like two, three years old. I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm like, this is my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, he's rubbing chicken pox all over me. <laughs> Next thing you know, and I got that. And I was just, I just remember just, I could not relieve the itch at yeah. all. It was so bad. Um, yeah. Here, 40 you know, 40 years later, I'm like, I still remember that vividly. <laughs> well, and now that's, I guess, something we have to look forward to is shingles. Yeah. When yeah, get older. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, so you are still currently the president of Twist Axles? I am. Um, I keep trying to get somebody to step up that's maybe a little bit, uh, a little bit better communicating, more personable. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nobody, nobody ever really wants to. So, I just keep doing it to keep okay. things going. Yeah, I don't mind it. It's mm-hmm. just I am not a not really a personal person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then here you are, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to com- trying to be part of the podcast to communicate. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how this goes. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll keep it rolling. Uh, so, for those of you guys that don't know, um, Twisted Axles is a, is a four by four club out here in central New York. Um, both Patrick and I know each other through the off-road scene up here and known each other for a number of years. And yeah, that's, we hang out and go four-wheeling every now and then. And that's how, that's what our connection is. Um, do you want to tell them anything about Twisted Axles? Um, <clears throat> well, the club's, uh, it's been in the Syracuse, central New York area for quite some time, uh, 20 years now. Okay. So. And, you know, we're just uh, try to be, a, we'll say, like a family-friendly, uh, you know, just a general good club. You know, we're not, a, we're not a bunch of guys that, you know, have loud trucks and drink a lot of beer and go play in the mud. You know, we got a pretty di- diverse membership and where we do have people that drive loud trucks and drink a lot of beer and go play in the mud. <laughs> 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 you know, for the most part, everybody's friendly. We try not to uh, be overly intimidating so that if there are new four by four owners, Jeep owners, that type of thing, uh, they can join the club and come out with us. And my ultimate thing is I try to get as many people, not not even just into our club, but into um, off-roading as a hobby and Obviously, the more people that are into this, 
the more opportunities I think it would open up to the group as a whole. So um, I'm kind of using the club right now as an outlet to, to for that. Bit, yeah. yeah, try to get some people in. And so yeah, for for those of you that have been following me and my YouTube channel for a long time, you know I have um, something that I created a while back called uh, Upstate Four by Four, and initially um, that was. When I first moved to New York in 2012, there wasn't a lot of communication amongst the, the clubs. And I was having a hard time figuring out where the hell I was going to go four-wheeling because I came from Arizona, which is a state where you could go out on BLM land and literally be on the state and forest roads. And that's not an issue when they have trails designated for off-roading all over the entire state. It's not like any one particular piece of land. So coming to New York where everything is pretty much illegal, <laughs> if it's not on private property, that was kind of a little bit of a shock to me. And, you know, I created Upstate 4x4 and started trying to network with a bunch of people because at the time, the biggest club in the area was CNY Jeep. Yeah, and and I wouldn't even say they were an actual club. Mm -hmm. um, it was just uh, like a, an enthusiast group. They happened to have the web-based forum, and mm -hmm. it was uh, the thing with that is obviously have it catered towards the Jeep crowd. Correct. So I mean, if you have anybody that had like a, I had a Ford Ranger at the time, or if you come in with a Nissan Pathfinder for whatever reason, you did that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that that's my creation <laughs> yeah you look at the jeep <clears throat> club and some people look at you kind of like you know that's that's not a jeep you're an outsider yeah you know and i think that upstate four by four was an extremely good idea i just feel like it was maybe even five years too late yeah so kind of <clears throat> it's not I don't want to say that it's over, but my thought process with that is to transform it into the an off-road park like we had talked about, mm -hmm. you know, when I first kind of created that. Um, but the online forum aspect of it is dead. Social media has killed internet forums all the way yeah. across the board. And it's a shame. And I try to go on every now and then, yeah. and, and be, but it's hard to uh, be active. Yeah. <clears throat> then you're dealing with all the spam bots and stuff like that. And it's just like, you know, how much effort am I putting in here for like two people to pay attention to this? <laughs> right. You know, so it's tough. Yeah. The only thing you could really do going forward is you, because you, you have a Facebook page for it too. Correct. Which was originally, it seemed like to drive people to the website. I feel like if, it, if you were more active, if there was more activity on the Facebook page, uh, maybe that would engage more people. The issue is, too, though, is once you're on Facebook and say you're driving your Nissan, yeah, you can go to a specific Nissan group on Facebook and converse with them, and then you can bitch about how New York State, <laughs> nobody goes off-roading, and there's nowhere to go, and there's not, yeah. you, you know, and you're missing this, but... You're going to where the traffic is and where you're going to see the stuff that, you know, if you need to find technical information, you know that. You're going to the specific groups instead of the bulk group. Yeah. Yeah, it gets, Facebook's a little strange in terms of that. And it's really kind of, it boils down to being a little bit lazy, kind of like with the whole bunker thing. People, people could do this. You know, they could 
put more effort into specific groups and growing the groups. But like you said, it's a lot easier to just go to a brand specific area and then that content really kind of disappears. You know, there are provisions for you to search for stuff, but most people don't know how to do that. Yeah. You know, they just post and whatever's new they comment on or whatever they think is new they comment on and the content kind of disappears. Yep. And, and for somebody who's not really into, uh, I will say, the, the forum mm-hmm. world, because you could have a build thread for anything, whether it's finishing a table or something. Yeah. Those are nice. You go through them. You see what somebody else went through step by step. You, you're not, like you're saying, you're not getting that on yeah. Facebook, really. And uh, that's kind of sad to see that go. But on the other hand, I'm just as guilty of it because if I get downtime, it's easy just to open Facebook app. It is. And then see everybody complaining <laughs> about toilet paper. Or yeah, something. Well, I'm guilty of it too, and it's you know it's a tough thing. And it, this is this is modern day you know society when it comes to trying to do what everybody was doing in the past. It's changing and it's evolving so rapidly that you have to find ways to adapt to it. You know, and that's that's really ultimately like why I made the changes with my YouTube channel too, because I was noticing that there's a number of channels that are super successful. But I'm like, your project's almost over. Now what? What's gonna come what's gonna come of your channel? Because your project carried your channel to the growth that it's at. You know, what's gonna happen then? Or what happens when you come to a point in your life where you can't do what it is that you've been doing throughout your whole channel? So I was like, I gotta evolve, I gotta start doing it now because I don't wanna do it when I'm already big and then people really get pissed off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I could see that. Um, I I could see, though, where some people, uh, you know, they're watching for metalworking, mm-hmm. following you on your projects there, that sort of thing. That's what they're into. And then just, I mean, this is kind of like a talk show. Yeah. This might not be something that they would be interested in uh, listening yeah. to. But, I mean, where you guys cover like a broad spectrum of yeah. topics and things like that uh i'm sure you're bound to get people in here and the topics are going to be more nice concentrated on certain things and um hopefully you know i will see more videos oh for yeah some things. weather's getting better so <laughs> i definitely <laughs> trust me i was getting antsy the other day when it hit 50 degrees i drove my truck to work and i was like i need to revalve those shocks i should take them off right now <laughs> <laughs> and I just kept trying to remind myself, I'm like, hey, dummy, it's going to be like 20-something degrees in like two days. <laughs> Don't take it apart just yet. <laughs> yes, that, that little bit of nice weather was, um, I got thinking, like, it, it gave me like a surge. Like, I got this project to do. I got this project to do. And then it's like, yeah, yeah get, you, get, get, for me, it's getting started on them. Yeah. I, I got the, the Jeep that needs work. I got the four-wheeler that needs work. Um, a house edition that uh, needs a lot of work. And Yeah, so. I mean, you saw when, we, when you came in, the house is still in disrepair from the living room repairs that we were doing. And yep. I had to put a halt to it because for me to finish rebuilding the floor in the living room, I have to remove our wood stove. And I was like, I'm not removing that until I know it's not going to be cold anymore. Yep. You know, so, you know, for those of you that aren't from this area, that's that's our reality. When it gets cold around here, you change your change your ways until it starts to get warm again. And, you know, 
those videos, those, those project videos are definitely coming because I've, I've got a, I've yeah. got some projects to do. You got a long list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a long list of stuff I want done. And I'd I've like been, to been preparing for it. So I'd like to see you get that ambulance finished up. That's high priority too. <laughs> I've got all the parts to get the, the Pathfinder re-geared and do everything I need to with that to get it right. I, they're just literally sitting in the, in the spare bedroom. <laughs> so it's just a matter of better weather with that. And then the ambulance is in full steam ahead. I got to keep Good. that thing from getting ru more rusty because right now that the whole sleeper and, and flatbed is just raw metal covered up with a tarp and that ain't, that yep. ain't doing shit. Yeah, you're going to go through a lot of uh, flap wheels. Yeah. Flap just cleaning that up. <laughs> yeah, 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 we'll have to get back in touch with one of my sponsors and see <laughs> see if we can get some more free flap discs <laughs> do some testing. <laughs> so... So I wanted to talk about your pet, if you don't mind. Oh, Mr. Tony. Oh, yes. <laughs> Tony. Kind of do a memorial on that. So back in, I don't know, how many years ago was that? Like four years ago or something? I don't know. I don't remember. Um, there was like this meme floating around. Maybe you could look it up. Do Jesus butt. Jesus oh, dog. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there was this um i guess it's a meme it really didn't show anything it was this picture of this this dog's ass and the way the hair around his butthole looked it like looked like jesus there we go bring it up show him on that <laughs> yeah so there we go um <laughs> i i thought that was the funniest thing ever and i shared it and i had some of my relatives get really upset at me on my mom's side of my family and upset at me at a level because i defended myself that they don't really <laughs> talk to me too much anymore and you know kind of is what it is i got a sense of humor and you got to get over yourself um but patrick's dad or dog tony has had jesus on his asshole just like that <laughs> so um one of our off-road events that we were at um tony was there and this is when i discovered this and i'm <laughs> you know we're we were fairly new and getting to know everybody around locally in the off-road scene and i'm over here nudging angela and i'm like look that dog's got jesus on his ass <laughs> <laughs> So the entire event, which was an overnight deal, was this topic of discussion was Jesus. <laughs> we kept referring to Tony as Jesus, while Jesus was over there humping the other dog's face. That was Travis, remember? It was Travis. Yeah. A, a little bit of information on Tony was um, he, he was a puggle, which uh -huh. is a pug-beagle mix. So he had a little curl in his tail, and it always stuck up. <laughs> So unfortunately, everybody got to see Jesus' all face the time. all the time, <laughs> and we picked him up when he was about three years old, and he wasn't neutered, and we did get him neutered, but he just kind of had that ingrained in him where uh, anytime we brought him over to somebody's house that was new, he'd pee on something, he'd mark, uh, and he would hump 
every dog <laughs> he could try. And he especially had a thing for bigger dogs. Yeah. The, the challenge to get up there. So <laughs> it was like the, the guy with the big check, he's like, Hey, I gotta conquer that mountain. Yeah. He, he definitely had um short dog complex. Yes, very much so. And you know, we just I had a friend who you could describe was similar uh, attribute, you know, <laughs> there was a lot of similarities between them. So he was named after him. Uh -huh. um, kind of, uh, I don't know what lineage a puggle would be, but I always kind of pictured him as an Italian. And, Italian. <laughs> and not that there's anything wrong with Italians. I don't yeah. wanna, um, They're very religious. But... <laughs> You know, he was an asshole. He really was, but he just, um, you know, he really latched on to me, and mm. I never wanted a little dog like that, but he did everything I wanted. He he loved running in the woods and mm -hmm. running with the four-wheeler, and I tried to, at the time, I had a little Ford Ranger, mm -hmm. and I built a little deck behind the back seats so that he could sit there and look out both back windows and look out, put his head through the back windows. Mm-hmm. He'd never sit on it. He always had to be sitting on my lap when I was driving. Mm -hmm. No matter how much I tried to fight it, he just... Just wanted to be right there. Yeah. So there was... Um, the one time I went over to your house, you were mentioning that... Um, something about a party favor? <laughs> I was going to get into that story. <laughs> I assume this is what you're talking about. Because <laughs> this... Um, I don't know really how to set it up, but we we're at my parents' house and the dog's running around and because his tail's always curved up and you always have to stay, stare at his butthole. <laughs> and I happen to look and I see a little bit of white and it's like, oh, God damn it, he's got worms or something. And, and my son was young at the time and I just, I didn't know if it was going to hurt my son. I didn't know what the hell it meant if the dog had it, so... I'm just kind of like at first, just kind of like, ah, hopefully that thing will just fall off. Mm -hmm. And it's not going anywhere. So I call the dog into the kitchen and I grab a paper towel and I'm going to just go, I'm trying to wipe it off and it's not coming off. And it's like, okay, what the heck is going on here? So with the paper towel, I grab it mm -hmm. <laughs> and I start pulling. <laughs> and <laughs> next thing I know, <laughs> <laughs> this is still hard to talk about. Okay. The next thing I know, I'm pulling a spaghetti noodle <laughs> out of my dog's ass. <laughs> and like I'm pulling, and then I get my other hand, and, pull, and it's just like one of those met tricks where the magicians are just pulling the handkerchief out of their sleeve you know the spaghetti noodles just <laughs> and i swear when i was pulling it out he was getting a little weak in the knees <laughs> so how long was the spaghetti noodle uh it was about a foot long <laughs> i mean it was uh however long spaghetti is because I, I don't believe in cutting spaghetti in half yeah it goes in the pothole and <laughs> He got a whole one and swallowed it down, and it didn't digest. Hey, it came right out the other side. <laughs> I pulled it out, and I'm holding on to it. And I look at my, I'm like, 
I just pulled this out of Tony's ass. And my dad's just <laughs> kind of dumbfounded. And, and from that point, I was like, from now on, if I'm picking anything off of his ass, I'm going to record it. <laughs> And I never picked anything off of his ass from that point. That was a once in a lifetime event. And I'm glad I got to share that with him. Yeah. (laughs) And that's why we love our pets, right? Yeah. So that's an awesome story. (laughs) Um, So you don't know how, how Irish you are or if you're Irish at all, huh? Well, I always assumed I was Irish. Uh, mm-hmm. I have uh, red beard, and but I don't have. Uh, some people would say my hair is red, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I just brown hair. Depends on depends on the lighting. <laughs> so I always thought I was Irish, but I had worked with a guy, very brief period of time, who had similar coloring. He had a red beard, dark hair, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that's. Cool, you know, we're colored the same, you know, a little bit of Irish. And he said, he's like, no, I'm Italian. Hmm. I, I guess northern Italy, people from that area, that's that's kind of um, how they how they look. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't really know. You get um, that from your dad or your mom? I don't think I've ever met your mom. I don't really know. I know my mom is uh, some French Canadian background up there and. Um, I followed, um, at least my, the Reynolds name. Mm-hmm. Um, we have pretty good tracking of that. I know you guys were talking about genealogy and stuff last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can track our name into the 1700s when they crossed over mm-hmm. and they settled in Pennsylvania and kind of went up from there. So we've been here a while and I just think there's a lot mixed in. So I don't really... Uh, play claim to any one thing because mm-hmm. I just uh, it would be interesting I guess to see what it is well look when you do about. the when you do those DNA tests it's like it looks like an index in a book yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, I, I would like to see some people's that that is like just two or three things yeah. but it's usually like a whole <clears throat> list of things of that you are and broken down to, to single percentages. Yep, and, and that was really one reason why I was never really interested in doing that before because mm-hmm. it's like, if it's white, chances are, <laughs> chances yeah. are I'm mixed in there some yeah. somewhere. You're like, so what you're telling me is that I'm white? Yeah. <laughs> I it, had no fucking idea. <laughs> I would have. I'm from the European area. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would love to do it and see that there's like. 10% Asia or something. Yeah, something you find weird, out but... like from South America or something. Yeah. Because <laughs> then I would hang my flag on. That would be the flag I'd fly from the back of my truck. And then I'd get the, <laughs> I'd get the little headrests. And stuff. <laughs> you, know, you should do it to see if you're more Puerto Rican than Julie. <laughs> I don't think I could beat her out, but <laughs> or just to hang some other shit in there and move her stuff out of the vehicle. You find out you're Mexican, you can put all the dingle ball dashboard things and the chain steering wheel. <laughs> get into low riders. <laughs> I could get some real intricate uh pinstriping done on that. Oh yeah. <laughs> the pinstriping <laughs> and the airbrush stuff. You got uh the Mayan temples, the Aztec temples or whatever. Yep. 
<laughs> Airbrushed on the hood of your Jeep. Um, but but oddly enough, when you talk about um, races, things like that, and you know, being white, uh, I tend not to talk about any of that stuff much. And I, I do feel like that people are like, well, if you're white, you're white. And certain thing goes along with that. I was working with another gentleman who had a red beard and he had red hair. We were working in the city and some lady came up to us and was commenting on her red beards. And she's like, yeah, you don't really see that much anymore. And she was very fair and Irish. And mm-hmm. she's like, you don't really see that anymore. You know, it, it is definitely quality that's dying off. And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, you know, we kind of like having it. You know, we don't see it a lot. She goes, make sure you guys marry good Irish girls and keep that going. <laughs> yeah. And I was just kind of like shocked. I was like, I've never really heard like. Thought about it that way. Yeah. Well, I've never like, obviously, when you hear things like that and people are really like, you're white or you're this color or that. And this lady was like, that's that like yeah. Irish, like it's your duty to to, to keep that Irish keep going. And, and you're like, oh, fuck, she's going to see my wife. <laughs> <laughs> it was just kind of, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty weird, too. I mean, I guess for, for me being Hispanic, Hispanic people will have sex with anything. <laughs> and I'm not saying anyone. I'm saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, let's not just... I mean, there's some white people in the hills and stuff that... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I'm not mistaken, somebody not too far north of here just got busted for something with a goat. Really? I believe so, and I'm sure maybe somebody listening can comment and correct me on the story there. But So, that actually brings up a very good um, topic of discussion because... Uh, having sex with goats? <laughs> Almost. Okay. Real similar. Because that's not my area of expertise. Real so. similar. So um, I was living in Oregon from 2000 to 2005. And I, when I first moved back, I went to go visit one of my uncles. And I was when I say moved back, I mean Arizona. Um, I went to go visit one of my uncles out in Scottsdale. And, and at the time, I smoked weed occasionally. And we were smoking weed in his back room and... They had the news playing just off ambient, whatever. We're just talking and the news is going. And they start talking about how the fire chief in Mesa, Arizona, got busted for having sex with a sheep. <laughs> and I'm like, did I just fucking hear that right? I'm I'm really like not doing well, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to have a coherent conversation without losing it. And I'm hearing this off in, in the background. And I, all of us just kind of turn like, what in the fuck did we just hear? And this is legit. The fire chief got busted for that, you know? And then it was like a couple of days later, somebody got busted for the, the neighbor's dog was barking and the guy got so upset that they wouldn't do nothing about their dog barking that supposedly he lured the dog through the fence. Oh, is that the poodle? Yeah. And so it was like, they described it as raped and sodomized the dog and then threw it back over the fence. And I'm like, what in the fuck is happening in Arizona? I just moved back here. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I wonder what the thought process on, on that would be like. Yeah, how mad do you have to get to have sex with somebody's dog? <laughs> I'll show you. I'll yeah. impregnate your dog. And then what happens with the dog? Is the dog like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. So ashamed. You know, yeah, just, keep quiet now. And yeah, like, the dog doesn't even have anybody to go to counseling for. Or another. I'm just like, come on now. Is there going to be a Me Too movement for animals? Because circling back to my dog, Tony, I don't think that would shut him up. I, mean, I think he'd maybe go walk it off and go maybe back to go market. Just so, shake, shake it out and be like, oh, you motherfucker. And, you know, uh, you can imagine being a fire chief and I know he's not the one that sodomized the dog. Well, you, can, the, you can imagine though sheep. being a fire chief and you're pretty well respected in the community, I would think. And to get charged with anything and have your picture on the news, I mean, that's got to suck. It's got to be hard. Now, how hard would that be having it all over the news that you're getting charged with I'm fucking a sheep? Yeah. I, yeah, I could not even imagine. <laughs> Look, the whole, the whole time after I recovered from what, what I was smoking, I was thinking, that guy's poor family. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know if he was married, it, you know, or if he had children or anything like that, but even his parents or if he had a sibling or even just people that knew him were going to be like, oh, you motherfucker. Right, because if, <laughs> if he got caught... Uh, you know, uh, picking up prostitute, something yeah. like that. The friends of the family be like, oh, you know, he, he's probably got issues. You know, you poor thing, this and that. Um, I feel like he was lonely. If your husband gets sheep or something, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Maybe they would, but I just have a hard time picturing your friends coming up to you and not busting your balls about it. Or, or, or just saying, I'm not talking to that motherfucker no more. I don't even want to be associated with him. I'd be like, dude, everyone's going to think that I condone that behavior. I'd be like, you can kind of justify somebody picking up a prostitute or, you know, even a drug habit. Jesus Christ. Drinking and driving or something, but when it involves sex with a sheep. Yeah. So there's, it's all downhill. There ain't nothing. No way to justify that. <laughs> and then uh, maybe even spin it the other way. I mean, was he out with, and it was like a dare, and everybody was drinking, and then. <laughs> was it a, a you group know, effort? Like, yeah, like, what? What led to that? I, I just. <laughs> like, I don't think anybody's. Uh, well, I'm not going to jump to conclusions, but I don't think anybody on Friday night's like, all right, I'm going to get out of work. I'm going to get a six pack and head out back to the pasture or something. <laughs> oh, I can't even imagine that. The the mindset of somebody, you know, you get these, these guys that are very... I don't know how to describe it other than like machismo or something. They're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go get all fucked up. Give me some, give me some ass." <laughs> but then they go and get a, a real then, ass. Then they go, <laughs> yeah, then they go get a sheep or a goat or the neighbor's dog. <laughs> you know, that's just that's not not a good look. And then I wonder, have they experimented? Or is it just known that you go for a smaller animal? Because how do you get to that point, right? 
Yeah, because like, what if you went after like a real ass, like a donkey or yeah. a burrow? Because you know, it'd be more probably the correct height. I would imagine. I don't know. You'd have to be pretty tall to get a donkey. I think so. I've never seen a donkey. So. Yeah, that's basically a little bit uh, shorter of a version of a horse. Well, what I was getting at is <laughs> <laughs> if that thing kicks you in the chest, <laughs> they would probably just find you dead with your pants down. <laughs> the neighbors see you fucking catapult across the fence with your pants around your ankles. <laughs> Just fucking a big pile of dust as you're rolling through their fucking yard trying to get your shit together. <laughs> that would be beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you could, you know... Just thinking about it, trying to make sense of things. I'm not condoning having sex with sheep here. I'm just trying to figure out the thought process of somebody that would do this. At what point in your life do you get to a situation where you're taking a look at the sheep? You have to have a gateway animal first. So where do you start? Yeah, where do you start? Did you, you know... Did the cat sit on your lap and it moved a little bit? I mean. Yeah. I mean, I guess, is that what they're into or are they desperate? Was it desperation? Yeah. You're just like, man. Because, I mean, there's so many different groups. Yeah. I mean, not that I've tried looking. I need to look. (laughs) (laughs) There's those people that use the, you know, peanut butter and then they have their dog lick it. Well, I'm not even saying like that, but if you're lonely, I mean, you any number of sites you could probably go hook up with an actual person. Yeah. Yeah. And I would think that any level of person would have to be better than a sheep. I would think so too. I, or a goat. Yeah. Or or a dog or any animal. But you know, those people that are into the furry stuff, I'm like, he could even want to hook up with one of them. Be like, look, if I'm, you're really into a sheep. Like, well, maybe I can go onto one of those websites and see if one of these chicks will fucking bat me. That's what they're called. They're called furries. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Well, I, and that's another thing all on its own. Because, yes, you question people that are having sex with animals. <laughs> and when I see somebody who's going around in, in like a horse costume and they're pretending a horse and it's... I see that, and I'm just kind of like, what the hell is wrong with these people? And I don't, I mean, obviously, you know, I might do some stupid things that people are going to question. Spaghetti. <laughs> that was out of necessity. Yeah. But <laughs> it wasn't because it turned you on. You know, any sort of thing, like, I feel I feel like any sort of thing I do, somebody could be like, all right, I, I could see that. I could see how that makes sense. Uh, but when I see somebody wearing an animal costume and pretending they're an animal and they're a little strange. Yeah. Little and different. Um, then on the other hand, when people go around and they do the, the live action role playing where they're pretending they're fighting monsters and they have swords and the stuff. cosplay stuff. And- yeah. And then it's kind of like, all right, well, I mean, I could kind of see that, you know, it's one step out of Dungeons and Dragons and then maybe the furry things one step beyond that. Yeah. I guess if you were never really into like the, the action type cartoons and stuff, maybe you were into the, my yeah. Little Ponies. Well, yeah, that's a whole other group of people. You know, those are the, the like the boys that are into that. Have you seen that? 
They're called bronies. Uh, I saw a Bob's Burgers episode where they were doing that. <laughs> that, that is my only <laughs> my only insight in, into that uh, type of community. Yeah. So, no, I did not know that was a real thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a real thing. So, for those that don't know, um, there's a group of people in this, I guess, world, I guess you could say, that are into the guys that are into My Little Pony, and they call themselves bronies. And I don't know the whole ins and outs of it, but it gets a little strange. Um, that, <clears throat> that type of thing, that really kind of... That type of stuff concerns me, having myself, young kids, and then I see something like that. Now, it might be one thing, like maybe I grew up watching uh, that show, and then it's just kind of like, you know, I, I, I'll keep a collection of toys under the bed because whatever. I feel like the monetary value of them is going to increase. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but when I see guys that are... 25 years old or three <laughs> and they have you know the dyed hair and they're wearing the pony and it's kind of like all right that's a little weird and it starts making me get nervous of my children as in nervous as you're worried that they may be not into the, that or not get that nervous because one of those guys i i when i see that as bad as it is i think pedophile pedophile yeah and that that's probably a horrible assumption to make and it's yeah. certainly nothing i would act on um but that type of stuff's in the back of my mind you know these people are on the internet i know my son's getting to the age where he wants to play games on the computer and things like that and then i know that there's people like this on the other side of that now the only thing that i'll, I'll say is that i don't know that it's sexual for for them now, I'm sure it is for some of them. That's, I mean, when you're talking about guys, most things are sexual. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah. I just, <laughs> you know, you, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it is necessarily sexual, but it is just kind of, I see that and I'm kind of wondering. Like it's a window of opportunity. Yes. Or what's going on in their head? Like, why are they? And. Somebody could always come back and just, that's what they're into. There's grown adults. They're mm -hmm. into Star Wars and dressing up as Star Wars and stuff. So, I mean, I should, like I said, I would never act on anything. I would never, I would be weary having my kids do anything with any adults that I didn't know you if feel? I wasn't there. Um, you know, I mean, if you my daughter wanted to anybody. go to, <laughs> my daughter wanted to go to My Little Pony thing convention thing and there's people dressed up like i mean it is what it is and yeah um it's a we live in a strange world because a lot of this kind of stuff is becoming more i don't want to say sensationalized but it's just more in the open so you know whether it be bronies or whether it be cosplay or or furries or you know this you know the abc people as i think it was um Dave Chappelle put it, or, you know, the LGBT, whatever. Mm -hmm. The acronym's way too big for me to remember, plus I'm dyslexic. So, um, not saying that there's anything wrong with any of those people, but <clears throat> like I said, guys as a whole, and anybody who denies this is a fucking liar if you're a guy, most things that run through our mind is sexual in nature. <laughs> 
<laughs> Unless it's like a project. <laughs> and even then the sexual jokes and innuendo and dumb shit come flo- you know flying in the window yep. <laughs> quite often, you know. So you know, it's it's a little hard to say that, you know, that's not there. That the that window of opportunity is not there. So, you know, it's it's a little strange because the kids are growing up and they these things are becoming popular, I guess you can say. Or, you know, even even like, you know, the trans stuff, you know, and I don't have issue with trans trans people at all, but how much of it has become a trend versus actually feeling that way you know and then children start getting involved and things get real murky and weird and you know and it's like yes you know i I think it could be very confusing for him yeah i could think back to when i was in kindergarten and uh my mom was a stay-at-home mom at the time Mm -hmm. she watched a lot of soap operas and and you'd kind of watch that stuff so you're seeing people in relationships and marriages on tv and stuff and as a kid, I was always like, you know, like I don't know who I'm going to marry. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I know? How do you know? How do you know? And my mom would always say, you know, like when you get older, you know, you got plenty of time, to, you know, normal talk. And my thing was always just like, because like I didn't talk to girls. Mm-hmm. I was and, terrified of them. Yeah. And it was like all my friends were guys. And, um, you know, if it was something like that, I knew. You know, like marrying guys was an option. I would have, like, at a young age, I would have been like, "I'm more comfortable around guys." Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do, going to do that. You know, how talking to girls. <laughs> <laughs> and, if, it, if it didn't, if it didn't involve any wieners, you were fucking game. <laughs> but at a young age, that sort of thing, like the sexual aspect of it, doesn't come into play. Like you're looking at companionship and friends, and yeah. like that's all that was going through my head. So it was like, well, yeah. And now that this stuff uh, is more accessible, or it's it's, like, it's like out I, there, yeah, I feel like you, uh, you see it in an early age that that is. Um, but again, it, it's something I, you know, the kids are going to grow up how they grow up, and they're going to do what they're going to do, and yeah, um, it's kind of a weird thing because like um, Angela was talking about, well, you were reading some news article about some lady that said that you know. It should be acceptable for women to walk around with their their breasts out, and I was uh, like, "Well, fuck yeah!" Uh, yeah, it. There was a movie called "Free the Nipple," and it's basically <laughs> I this, saw that, but it wasn't the same this movie. This woman who is basically fighting for the right, she figures if men can walk around without their shirts on, why can't women do it? So that's the whole basis of the movie. Uh, yeah. So when. When I when I hear stuff like that and I think about it, I always think about like you know a lot of third world countries where you got tribes and you know obviously they don't wear the same things that we wear and there's no sexuality in terms of you know the females in their tribe maybe walk around with no tops on and nobody thinks twice about it. They're not like holy shit, there's a titty. Well, it's the same way with nudist colonies. Yeah, so. You know, when you think about your kids growing up in a society where a lot of this, what we would, our older generations would consider weird, you know, you're like, well, our kids are going to grow up thinking that this is normal, normal behavior because they're exposed to it since they were born, basically. You know, so then as parents, you end up sitting back and saying, well, is this wrong or is this right? I mean... Maybe I'm just fucking old and weird because if I grew up in a third world country, 
my wife having her shirt off at the grocery store would be totally acceptable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, looking looking at that, I'll say first, I, maybe I don't notice a lot of guys walking around without their shirts. Maybe mm. at the beach, obviously you do, but yeah, um, I would never go out in public without a shirt on. Just well, the way I am. maybe at a barbecue or something. I think it depends on the kid, because or person. There's this, um, the kid down the street, the kid down the street. This was a very strange situation. Cause I don't know. I don't know who this kid is. <laughs> I, I just see him and his little friends playing basketball or throwing a football around in the summer or springtime months. Well, one day we're driving down the street and this kid grabbed his titty and shook it at me while we were driving down the road. <laughs> <laughs> Normally I would think that that was just hilarious. But I was slightly concerned. I'm like, what the hell did that mean? <laughs> so then I, you know, this kid's always running around with no shirt. And then one day he shakes his titty at me. And then what was it like a few months later, I see him and his dad at the ice cream place down the road. And I'm like, do I tell his dad that his son was shaking his titty at me? Oh, I would definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that so is, that is something between you and that kid now. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely nothing to do with me and the kid. It was just a, a violation on my eyes. <laughs> but it was kind of funny, but I was just, don't do that at me. I'm a grown adult. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> do that at your friend. <laughs> yeah, so there are there are guys out there that yeah. They're, they're, you know, they get an opportunity and the shirt comes off. I've never been that type of person, but I've got tits. So, you know, I got mm. I got to conceal them. I just yeah, I don't I don't feel uh it's very maybe if I'm working around the house and it's getting hot, sometimes a cotton shirt just is not that comfortable. Mm. But for the most part, it's just uh fully clothed. We're yeah. like um and I get the tan lines to prove it. Like it Middle Eastern it women. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just cover up <laughs> you don't want to get beat when you come home with your clothes on <laughs> <laughs> and, and you bring up uh you brought up an interesting point too when you were saying that you where they do it in countries and uh europe and stuff and where it is common and and people growing up and they're used to that yeah and here i was not brought up that way and I'm not used to that yeah and I have a feeling that these women that are campaigning for that would be the same ones that would give me hell for for staring at their tits and I'm not a little little background into me um I definitely have attention issues (laughs) 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 you just need to get a shirt that says that while you're doing it I will sometimes I will zone out. I'll just kind of stare off at something. And forget that it's been like 30 minutes. Yeah. Or I, I could not even be thinking about what I'm looking at. Yeah. I'm yeah. just kind of zoned out. Not that that would happen, but. It could. I don't know. I don't know what it is about breasts. It is something I could be walking and see it out of the corner of my eye. And it's going to make my head snap and look. And not even because I have any um, specific, you know, sexual reason for I don't know what it is it's just, yeah. it seems kind of like instinct to turn my head and look it is and and not having that sort of thing be commonplace like I would not so so if there's any women that listen to this 
<laughs> some insight on men. There are certain things that we just do. You know, let me give you a for instance. If there was somebody who was butt naked standing on the side of the road that we found atrocious, no sexual attraction to it all, we would still stare at them and be like, yo, look. <laughs> Yes. As I'm driving, my head was still. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it is, but that's that's just the way it is. So in a in a situation where there's an attractive woman, let's say you're in the mall and I'm walking with Angela and there's attractive woman and she's got her tits halfway out of her shirt. It's the same scenario. The only difference is you're like. Wow. (laughs) On top of that. I, I don't even think I... You don't think you think, wow? I don't know, because, I mean, I'm not... Just an instant reaction. Like a, yeah, it, like it's a reflex. To look, and maybe that's something I picked up when I was a kid. Like, just, yeah, look. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just... Um, it's just... It is... Uh, it's like breathing. You know, it's just like... <laughs> Looking at boobs is like breathing. Yeah, but that's, I'm that's, great. That's I'm definitely not... a shirt. All right, so <laughs> what I'm trying to convey here is is I'm not seeking them out. It's just they they found you. It's like in my peripheral vision, I see it, and then my mind is just like, oh, we gotta look. Yeah, it's like <laughs> even if I have no interest, because I am perfectly happy with my life and my family and everything at home. And I have no desire to uh, go exploring elsewhere. And it's just, I don't know my head. Look, there's guys out there that are well beyond the age where their penis works. It's like total shutdown. It's just a drooling baby. (laughs) That's a shout out to my friend, Heidi. (laughs) That thing is not getting up no matter how attractive the woman is, but they're still going to look and they're still going to think it can happen it's not going to happen. <laughs> but it's just kind of like, huh, wow. So for those of you that think the guys are cheaters because they look at something, you, you got to reel it back. Some of them are, are pigs and they absolutely would act on it. But You got to look at the art. All, all of them are going to look at it. I mean, what do you think, Angela? Chime in here. Well, I don't really care if you look at boobs. You know, I usually point them out to you and say, hey, look at those numbers over there. You know, I mean, that's what they're, the second reason they're there for. You know, the second reason they're there for. They're they're there to feed babies and to look at and occasionally hold up a shirt. Other than that, there's no purpose for them whatsoever. They kind of get in the way if you have big ones anyway. That's just my and philosophy Raphael, for those you having big ones yeah what are your thoughts <laughs> they don't they don't really hold up my shirt if anything they like kind of cup it underneath and pull it down it's like <laughs> they hold your snacks they, they you know i spill food in between them so then it's like i titty fucked a chili dog or something <laughs> it's really not that attractive to be honest with you and then because i'm fat they kind of lean to the side and look a little bit like a, you know, Down syndrome eyes. It's I, I, I know what you're talking about, where they kind of look like they're pulling under the armpits. And... Yeah, yeah, like they're trying to hide. <laughs> they're migrating to a warmer climate. Yeah. 
they, they definitely don't like each other. Let's just put it that way. They're trying to they're, part ways. They're, they're not buddies by any stretch. They're trying to, you know, create a divide amongst each other. You know, there's some animosity going on. <laughs> you know, I was I was just reminded too, trying to think of other things that my head might just automatically turn to. <laughs> and if there's somebody out there, like if I'm alone and that happens and somebody's out there and like, man, I wish that happened to me. There's some bad that goes along with it because I seem to always turn my head and see some guy's ass crack hanging out of his yeah, pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That always grabs my attention too. Look. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm definitely not seeking that out. <laughs> and then whenever I see that, I have an urge to drop a pencil or something. Drop some shit in her butt crack. Yeah. Well, so, that's when you ask them if they would like flowers for their face. Look, Angela's butt crack sticks out all the time when she gets mad at me because I'll put my finger in it or something. That's because that's gross <laughs> if you're putting your finger in my butt. Well, I'm like, it's there. Yeah, what, I mean, what else are you going to do? <laughs> I'm like, you're just noticing it, and that's our way of letting you know it's out. I'm just like... <laughs> I would argue that that is... Better and more polite than saying, hey, your butt crack showing. Yeah, especially if you're in public. Yeah. Just exactly. put your finger in there subtly. And then if you make a big deal out of it, then you're the one that's <laughs> drawing all the attention to it. Yeah. <laughs> you're just telling me, just, just let it let it happen. Just go with it. Be like, this is an agreement. If your ass is hanging out in public, I'm just going to shove my finger into it so you know. <laughs> And when it happens, you know, just to kind of hike your uh, pants up. and <laughs> Yeah, don't cause a scene. Because then, then you're going to put Raphael in a place where he is going to look like... A pervert. Yeah. Yeah. And that's clearly not the case. Now, if oh, I was, yes, it is the case. If I was sniffing my finger, then that would qualify. <laughs> but if I'm not sniffing my finger, then there's not an issue. <laughs> or like a wet willy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> Stir it around. <laughs> uh, that'd be horrible on like a humid summer day. <laughs> Never try. <laughs> so yeah, that's definitely not a, a butt crack noticing situation. Is definitely not usually a sexual thing at all for guys. <laughs> Um, I'm not going to name names, but there's some co-workers of mine that have their ass out all the time. <laughs> and, and I've been forced to comment on it. <laughs> Why didn't you want to put your finger in their butt? Look, I don't want to run my hair through anybody's carpet. <laughs> it might get stuck. I've thought about dropping a screwdriver down there. But then I'll, I don't want to ruin my Harbor Freight tools. <laughs> they, they might come up with that virus that everybody's worried about. <laughs> so if you guys spend any time working outside, uh, working by the water and that happens, I'd have to imagine that they'd get a little tan line there. <laughs> right. It looks like a tramp stamp. <laughs> It's going to be in the shape of like, you know, the the Bob Ross paintings when he would do the happy little birds and they would look like a V. <laughs> you got a happy little bird above your butthole. 
Yeah, I guess that would depends on how nice her ass is though, because if they got a really big booty, you would probably not look like that. No, I'm just I'm just picturing you'd have a a strip that is Yeah, more of a strip, yeah. A nice tan color, white, <laughs> tan. Yeah. Real it's a, white. It's the people that don't have an ass that are gonna have that. Your no. ass is gonna look like Neapolitan. Three different colors. <laughs> yeah, so that's a little different. <laughs> of that was just so people know that it's not just all is yeah it's not all women and sexuality yeah it's there's, not there's some there's some butt cracks and various other things it's just like when women notice how bad some people dress and they can't help but look and talk shit <laughs> guys will do that too because sometimes there'll be somebody that let's just say she's got her breasts out and you're not attracted to her at all but you're gonna talk all about it <laughs> <laughs> take a look at that <laughs> you know and you got to tell everybody around so you know well i did have know someone that she said that she doesn't look at men's butts because she feels that it's gross for women to look at men's butts yeah what do you think about that she was telling me about this 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 lady um she clearly thinks that if guys are checking out booty or women are checking out guys butts that it leads to something that's homosexual in if nature. Women? Yeah. But I've always heard women talking about guys' butts. Yeah. Um, I would not think that that would be anything homosexual in, in yeah. nature. Cause you're like, and I wouldn't even think if you're a female checking out a female's butt. Or body that it's necessarily yeah because you, you don't necessarily want to put your dong in there i mean you're just admiring a shape right yeah. yes and honestly it was never anything i thought of like guys having a nice butt mm -hmm. i just figured guys had a butt mm -hmm. and then julie <clears throat> julie would point it out and you could see like all right some guys <laughs> like <laughs> it come some guys it'll come down their back and then it'll curve in and just go to the back of the legs. And then it's like, okay, there definitely is something mm -hmm. the, the, to that. King and of the Hill butts. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like all back and love handles and then legs. Yes. So I don't think that there's... <laughs> I, I 100%, I do not think if a, if a woman's looking at a guy's butt, there's anything homosexual about that. And I, I kind of like what we're talking about. I don't think there has to be anything sexual about it in general. Yeah. Um, now, look, well, we were at um, that Bronx Tale uh, musical play or whatever. Mm -hmm. And one of the so-called Italian girls that was on stage had a, a really nice ass. Where I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> and I couldn't, I was like, she was the star of the show as far as I was concerned. Because I was like, wow. You know, we're like halfway up the bleachers or seats or whatever. And I'm just like, holy smokes. It was like it stood out. At the landmark? No. What's that venue called? Uh, Cross Heinz Theater. Cross oh, okay. Theater. I was going to say at the landmark. And I know. That's very impressive to see that distance. But... Yeah. And I know you saw it. Right. You know which booty I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> See, now I never brought that up to Angela because I'm just like, I don't have to point all of them out. 
I but, see. But I was like, own. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Look, I'm not gonna go over there and bust out my my shaft and be like, <laughs> but I'm just like, that's impressive. And I'm sure if it was real, it took some work, and she probably <laughs> not necessarily. Some people just got it. Yeah, she was probably born with it. I think she was probably born with it. Uh, I mean, maybe. Maybe. I mean, she is a dancer, too, so there's probably some work put into it. But, you know, there's some nationalities that have just been gifted in the rear. (laughs) 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 I'm not going to, you know, stay who. You guys know what's up. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's the ones that are slightly defective that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's not necessarily the case you know I, I watch I watch fighting for fun so every once in a while you'll see a specific ethnicity that just seems like they're bigger muscular people and you realize that's a genetic thing and booties definitely, definitely comes along with well it. you could say it you know you have a nice one who you well you know I'm not gonna I don't want the guys at work to start oogling me on Monday. No, so. they'll save it for <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> it's bad enough, the, the sexuality that goes on out there. <laughs> and now that's all they're going to see when they look at you. They already look at your it's, Hispanic it's, booty. Yeah, yeah, my Hispanic booty. <laughs> it's going to get real racial in there. And <laughs> 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 so... I was going to ask you a you did what story, but Tony definitely. (laughs) Unless you have another one. Unless you have another one. Well, the only thing I could come up with was uh, kind of calling out somebody at the gym. It is definitely a a poopy, farty story. And (laughs) I would hate for your viewers to think that this is all it's about. But um, in case you don't know me. My maturity level is that of probably a six-year-old. That's, where, that's pretty much the way we roll around here. So, we can have serious conversations, but it turns into shit jokes and <laughs> a drop of a hat. So, so I've been trying to go to the gym uh, since January. I was one of those. Uh, I didn't actually make a resolution, but I was definitely one of those ones that was like, all right, start of the year, I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. And I've been sticking with it, which is good. I get up every morning at four o'clock and I just roll out of bed and I grab my stuff, I get in the truck and I go. So by the time I get to the gym, I don't know why my body is just, I gotta go use the bathroom. And every damn day there's a guy in the bathroom and luckily I can get a stall between us. I, I just, I don't know what he is doing. Like <laughs> he's in there and, and there's a lot of grunting going on. Maybe and he's a, working out. A lot of grunt. <laughs> he's doing squats. I mean, it could be. There's, there's a lot of. <laughs> he's working out his forearms. There's a lot of grunting and there's a lot of farting going on. And at first it was kind of like, all right, you know, maybe he's just a lot of cheese or he's just something. But I mean, I've been going there since January. Every day it's the same thing. And then one day. I, I walk in and I go to my locker to take my coat off, put my bag in there. And it's a fairly good size locker room and the bathroom's off of there. Mm -hmm. And I could hear like, 
I'm sure you are well aware, and maybe a lot of the, specifically maybe the male listeners know, that sometimes when you get up in the morning, like it's like your body just doesn't release any gas at night, and you maybe have one just... Good one. Yeah, dump everything out. So I'm loading my stuff into my locker, and I hear one of those echo out of the bathroom. (laughs) Wow. Like a foghorn. (laughs) (laughs) So so I'm thinking, like, I timed that right. You know, I'm out here. So I got my coat. I'm taking everything. I hear another one. I hear another one. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, that typically to me happens once. You know, you might get, and you just let everything out, and and this is happening. Like, <laughs> I'm sitting out there, and it's like, all right, I'm going to put my gym clothes on. I'll give this guy a little bit of privacy. I'll put my gym clothes on. I'll go use the bathroom. I get my gym clothes on, and it's still, like, there's probably six of these, like, what I would consider bowel-emptying farts. Just like... <laughs> this guy's an air compressor. <laughs> They're just loud, bassy ones, and it's like, all right, well, you know, I, I got, I got a short amount of time. I got to work out. I got, and I got to use the bathroom, go work out. So I go in there, and it's still going on, and it's like, okay, this has been like a minute and a half, two minutes of this guy just doing these loud, <laughs> and I just, I just, so for that. And I'm sure, I'm sure he's a viewer of the podcast. Probably. Um, for that, I just have to uh, call him out, share that story. <laughs> and, and that was the only time I've heard it that bad. But every day, without fail, he's in that stall, grunting, farting, and it's just. The coffee has kicked in. And the coffee has kicked in. Maybe, and then he just comes out and gets himself on the treadmill and just. As if nothing, and I find myself often looking at him, I'm like, I know what you did in there, you know? Yeah. Like, don't come out here all cool. <laughs> That's why I fled from that candy store <laughs> in our first episode. I was like, I can't have people remembering who did that. <laughs> gotta, gotta make a clean break. Can't have no memories. <laughs> I have been wanting to go to Buffalo for some time. I'd like to see those naval ships they have out there. Mm -hmm. And I will make it a point to find that candy store (laughs) and just see what their bathroom policy is now. (laughs) I guarantee there's that bathroom is under lock and key now. (laughs) It's not for public use anymore. Look, I can assure you that it came out in the lobby. I can assure you that it rolled out of there like a tide. If that had been me, I would have been like, same as you. Like, we gotta go. Let's go. I'll explain in the car. I would have drove around the block a couple times just to case the joint and see what was happening in there. <laughs> Sitting across the street to see the chaos. <laughs> and oddly enough, they they always say that um, serial killers watch. Yes. Yeah. And watch what happens with the investigation. Yeah. So as I'm saying that, it's, I'm thinking to myself like, "Wow, that's really strange that I would you, go back and you watch got some what serial shitter type tendencies." Where I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here, quick!" I'm like coming back. And then I'm yeah. And then for me, it just seems only natural to to hang out. What happens? Be like, 
Yep. Can you go back in there with your phone and record this for me? Here's five bucks. I'd like some juju fish. <laughs> They're trying to find a homeless guy to go in there and record that situation. Right, I'll give you 20 bucks. <laughs> I want a half a pound of M and M's. You keep the change. Yeah, and you got to tell me everything that you noticed when you went in there and came out. Details. <laughs> That's terrible. Reminds me of that movie Seven, where the guy was just showing up taking pictures as a reporter. Oh shit! You got flip flip flops. You're probably not going to want to go in there. Yeah. Bar- borrow my shoes. Yeah. <laughs> With muck boots. <laughs> yeah. So, while we continue on with this, Angela, do me a favor, pull up my Facebook page and go onto my messenger and look for the conversation with Mike. I'll pull that video up. So, <clears throat> what else we got here? That's pretty much it. I mean, do you want to talk about... Um, like how if people are interested in checking out Twisted Axles and, you know, how they can find you guys and where the meetings are and all that stuff? Uh, yeah. Well, we do. Uh, we have a monthly meeting the first Wednesday of every month. And uh, now we're at Jake's Grub and Grog in Brewerton. Mm-hmm. And the meetings start at 7, but we normally tell people to show up 6, 630 if you want to get food and drinks. And uh, we could start. You know, you can kind of bullshit with people and things like that. Um, and we have a membership fee of $20, $20 a year. And, you know, I try to every month uh, plan out some kind of ride up, up here for off-roading. It's real big. Uh, a lot of people say there, there's nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> there's a lot of people that are turning to illegal wheeling. And so I want to give enough options for people. So... Uh, if you fall into that category where you're always looking for go off-roading or you're interested in trying, uh, I would definitely recommend checking us out. Um, I am kind of curious, though, how this beer virus is going to affect the meetings, though. Cause I, I was just going to ask you about that. My understanding is that a lot of they're asking restaurants to cut their uh, capacity down to half. Which they may in Every day it seems like the the rules are changing. So yeah. today it's half. Tomorrow maybe a complete shutdown. And... and I mean for us, I mean we typically have <clears throat> twenty five people. Maybe our Christmas party will get close to the fifty threshold, but mm-hmm. um, typically have about twenty five people in attendance. Um, and I don't know. I I would like to think it wouldn't affect us, but. Um, the next meeting will be April 1st, and we'll, we'll see what happens with that. We have a pretty big open space. Uh, they have a, a banquet, like where you do wedding receptions. Mm-hmm. So if we had to, what we do is we could just spread out really far. And everybody could have <laughs> yeah, everybody. We got to have a group of three in this corner. <laughs> Those that have a cold, you guys sit in that corner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's divide everybody up like you're, you know, <laughs> dividing up a city by race. <laughs> but um, we do we do have a Facebook page, and if something happens and the meeting can't be conducted as normal, it'll be posted there. It's Facebook backslash Twisted Axles. 
you think? I would Maybe imagine so. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> you guys are looking for it on Facebook. I'll put a link down in the, the video description, and if you guys watch us on Facebook, I'll make sure to, to put a link in the, the post so you guys can find that. Um, click on click on the conversation that we were having there. You're looking for the video that he gave me. So once you get the video pulled up, just let me know. Um, so to touch base on <clears throat> the illegal wheeling situation, you know, I, I wanted to kind of chime in there because I, I know it's every time we see it on Facebook and these groups and whatnot, it turns into a, a heated argument about, you know, everybody, you guys are just being over, you know, over cautious and or whatever, just trying to. Oh, you hear it all here. I pay taxes. It's it's yeah, my right. Yeah. Um, this that various things. It's you know, this is state land. We're allowed to do this and that. And look, I get it. Everybody's just trying to have fun, and you think it's harmless. You think it's not a big deal, and sometimes it is, and sometimes it is, and it really depends on where you're at, you know. But ultimately, that stuff. 99% of the time that people are doing is not legal. And, you know, from from a person who came from a state where the ability to go four-wheeling is wide open to going to a state where it's so restricted that it feels like it, you can't do it, the only way to improve that situation is to grow the scene in a positive way. So if you got the scene being careless in terms of you know tearing ass through somebody's farm in the winter time or something like that because the trail that you were on or the state road you were on was boring you know that's not helping anything and and that's for the guys that are out there that are trying to i guess chastise you guys for that type of stuff it's not meant to be an asshole it really is because there's a bunch of us that really want to see things get better and bigger and and that's really what it just boils down to we're not trying to infringe on having a good time and this is always going to be the one thing like if anybody ever went to try to lobby or campaign for legal lands or to even uh if somebody local wanted to open up a park and they wanted to go in front of a zoning board because i'm sure you'd have to get special approvals there's there's not going to be any land that's um, necessarily zoned for that type of use that's always going to be the thing is mm-hmm. well you go drive by the power lines and, and they're just rutted and it's just a mess and and where like you're talking about opening up you you would like to open up some land yeah and whenever a group or an organization comes in and they open up some lands they're going to take the steps to protect those lands protected trails um maintenance periodically where when you're just tearing through state land we don't have anybody going in there and repairing that stuff for one correct um and two like happy valley is a big one Mm -hmm. even when you go off the road and you go in the drainage ditch the town's got to come in and and repair that yeah and that's taking money when you bury your truck in there and you know whether if it's a winter time or whatever, you may not realize the damage that, that's caused there. You know, it, it deflects the water and it may run off in another direction or just kind of dams it up because you got, you know, a huge rut in there where a tire dug into it. And you may not think it's a big deal, but it, it does affect things. And, 
you know, and it may seem nitpicky, but in the grand scheme of things, if you're trying to, if you're trying to get the powers that control the land in the state to, to be a little bit more lenient, they're always going to point to those issues. Yes. And there's other people that are utilizing, like my parents will drive through Happy Valley mm-hmm. and they're convertible pt cruiser just for a ride just to get some nice air be in the woods Mm -hmm. and i mean they're big fans of the off-roading and and they get it Mm -hmm. but there's other people that are doing that same exact thing and they're gonna be pissed when that road's all washed out yeah and and you know they having a hard time getting their car down those roads granted they're dirt roads yeah but they're meant to be a a maintained dirt road not a not an off-road event (laughs) yes and and these are the people that they're going to fight fight us yeah and that's that's the thing you guys got to understand we're the minority when not just because i'm brown but (laughs) we're the minority in terms of this state you know releasing land and and allowing people to to do you know to have off-road trails in the state i mean there's so many other people here that just don't get it. They've never experienced it. They've never gone out off-roading. They don't understand it at all. To them, it's a bunch of beer-guzzling dummies out there, you know, just tearing shit up. And that's not the case always. Sometimes it is, and we all know it is. Um, but it's not always the case. And, you know, and what, what we need is we need a large group of people who aren't going to be like that, that are going to outnumber those people that do. Exactly. And um, I know there's been a lot of little upstart groups on Facebook and stuff. And the best thing I can say is, you know, if if you're not interested, if you're interested in doing your own club and your own thing, and you don't like how Twisted Axles operates and things like that, that's fine. Um, The best thing to do is get yourself in the public in a good light. You know, if you want to go through these state lands where you know that people, there's repeat offenders um, doing the illegal wheeling, if you want to go through and you want to pick out trash and that type of stuff, even if you went and bagged up trash mm-hmm. and you left them at the ends of the road and just notified uh, the county or something, they'd probably be happy to come pick up the bags. And you're doing a service that... Yeah. I mean, you can drive through any one of those, and there's a lot of trash. And it isn't trash necessarily left by... It could be from the neighbors, you know? It, it could be from anything, but you're, yeah. what you're doing is you're showing that, yes, I drive, and I'm going to say Jeep, because in most cases, it's Jeeps now. Yeah. Um, nobody's going to... You know, you're going to see a Chevy Blazer out there that's lifted up and playing in the mud, and it's whatever. But somebody's going to see a Jeep, and they're going to know... That even though it was a Chevy Blazer before, that's a Jeep. Jeeps go off-road. So Look, even even mm. the guys that I know that are into off-roading don't know the difference between a Jeep and a Nissan Pathfinder. <laughs> if it's big and it's lifted and it looks like it goes off-road, everybody just assumes it's a Jeep. Yep. You know, so Jeep owners as a whole, you know, take that flack when it comes to you know, if they're into off-roading at all, they, they take that flat because they're like, oh, you're one of those people. And it's like, what what is those people? You know, we, we got to yep. change that image, and that's really what it boils down to. Yep, and uh, just everything about it, whatever you can do, you know, to kind of 
get a little bit better light and yeah because i know twisted axles you guys do the highway cleanup stuff and you know that's that's all to play your role and to to participate and showing hey we're we're not just here to to destroy land we're here to help clean things up and, and protect it and make sure everything's right yeah and, I, and you know we do have a sign if you go down 81 it shows our section but i mean it, it might not get out much that mm-hmm. we are an off-road club that's out there but certainly when we're cleaning the highway um there's a lot of people that drive by honking and and you know they appreciate what we're maybe not appreciate but they recognize what we're doing and yeah you know we're cleaning up a part of um our community and that's just the good thing i mean lately uh you know we park our we try to get some jeeps parked right up in brewerton where we meet up and we'll put our sign out so that people will maybe see the jeeps and the sign and then they'll see us clean and then they can put two and two together and and really uh it it is i think important to one, show that one hand washes the other type of thing yeah like i'll try to bring my kids out in mm-hmm. public when we're doing this jeep stuff so that people can see that you know we're not just a bunch of dudes that want to drink and party yeah. and play in the mud you know like i've got my kids and my family and this is um you know, we're not a bunch of scary guys. Yeah, that's, a, I mean, being from Arizona, that was one thing that really kind of pissed me off when I'd go off-roading is that <clears throat> you would inevitably run across sections of a trail or one of the forest roads where it looked like a dump truck exploded. You know, there's busted bottles and beer cans and bullet casings everywhere and just shit everywhere. And it's like, okay, that's a state we're shooting. It's very gun-friendly and stuff like that. But I'm like, do you have to leave that footprint? You know, and it's just, it hurts It hurts everything. It hurts gun rights people. It hurts off-road enthusiasts. It hurts campers. It just hurts everybody, you know, yep. all the way across the board. Especially in a state where you already have that access. Exactly. Because it's very easy for a group to come in. And take that away. And to take it away. I mean, California is always battling with being able to use BLM land because of that. Whether even if it's for, you know, professional motorsports events, they're always on on the fence of whether they're going to be allowed to hold these events or not. And you know, when you're talking about event situations, you got promoters out there cleaning up after the chaos, you know, and really doing a good job to make sure that that there's no footprint left behind. If this is a private event, I mean, who's there to to regulate that? You know, you guys gotta you guys gotta understand that it's important to regulate yourselves. Spend that extra five minutes making sure everything's on the up and up. And and you have to know too that when you're doing that, you're the one giving the ammo to these other groups. Um, <clears throat> it would be nothing for like uh, if if they had some open hearing on. Closing the lands. If they even did an open hearing, I, I don't think most of the time they yeah, would. Most of the time they don't. All it would take is an environmentalist. I'm going to use the term environmentalist, but you know, like a bug and bunny type person or somebody yeah. that's very, um, nature should be respected and I wipe my ass with leaves and this yeah. and that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All they got to do is come in with some pictures. And it's over. And you gave them All that, those pictures. Yeah, you gave them that ammo to use against you. Yeah. And a group of people that have no no dog in the fight 
chances are they're going to look at that and be like, yeah, you know, if we closed off this land to any, uh, you know, motorized vehicle traffic, uh, the only thing you can do is hike or you can ride your bike or your horse or something. And, and even that's still suspect because, you know, <laughs> let's be honest here. You get enough horses going down some trail and it's going to get beat to shit. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the wear on it's going to be bad. Yeah, you know, so it's like <clears throat> even those people know, you know, the ranchers and stuff, they know that they got to take care of that land. They got to, it's it's just all part of the, the situation. If you want to use something that's public, you got to be respectful of it. And it's not because, you know, this is some snobby shit. It's just simply, that's your role. You know, it's, your taxes didn't pay for cleanup. You know, it's your taxes, unfortunately, go to whatever the hell they want to, <laughs> you know, but we're we don't have any say so on what they choose to let us use. And, you know, when they let us use something, you, you got to respect it because they they'll take it away. And it doesn't matter if you're paying taxes or not. Yep. And I guess that's, that's definitely a good note. If you're going to insist on going on the state land and doing that then try to keep that stuff in your back of your head. Like, do it responsibly. Mm. Maybe carry a trash bag and take some trash out here and there. Or, you know, if there's one trail that you see is just getting a lot of use, don't use it. Yeah, if the thing is really thrashed on. <clears throat> one thing that, that I have to mention, too, a lot of these guys that, that like to go down the power lines roads, you know, you like them because they're really rough and, you know they're they're not really used and it's it's more of a challenge but you got to understand those are not owned by the state those are owned by the utility companies and they can come after you for tearing up those roads so in a situation where we got a major power issue they got to get their equipment down those roads and if you thrash the hell out of them it makes it more difficult for people to get down them and that's that's just the truth yes uh certain certain of them own certain of them uh are easements cutting across it all depends on what they are um <clears throat> in my business i do land surveying and we did some surveying for the new york power authority mm -hmm. and we had to go through a whole uh seminar and and training on their high their high power lines and those they own the land and that was that's a big thing yeah. is they will whoever they catch out there they will prosecute to the fullest extent and some of them you gotta watch where you see the petroleum line signs mm -hmm. the gas line signs they're supposed to be a certain depth but they're not always that depth no they're not the mm -hmm. erosions of the road take something like as you think about that, if you got like a 40-inch tire and you're digging through the mud and... Or there may be a, a pipe or something, an access pipe sticking out and you go smashing into it with your front axle. Yeah. You know, what kind what kind of havoc are you going to cause because this thing was covered up in, you know, bushes and you just didn't know it was there. Yep. You know, it's... You just guys... You guys got to be smart about it. And it's, like I said, it's not... You know, when, when guys like us, when we're talking to you on the forums, we're not trying to be jerks. We're not trying to drain on your parade we we like i said if it's my yard i'm tearing that fucker up with my quad <laughs> yeah I've i got been, i got ruts all over my yard i've been trying to get mine started and i yeah. know it's going to tear up that yard once my son starts going out but you know it's um, but that's ours you know and it's like i'm still always cognizant too that 
am I pissing off my neighbors by doing what I'm doing? And it's just, it's just being respectful and just being conscious of, of what you're doing. And that's, that's ultimately what any of us are trying to reiterate to those of you guys that don't understand it, you know, and if you kind of get that, I think you'd get along real well with Twisted Axles group and pretty much any of the clubs around here for that matter. You know, most, most of the clubs that I've seen are responsible adults and, you know, it's, it's not chaos. It's, you know, good, good fun. And it's not overly uptight. You know, we, we like watching people break their shit as much as anybody else. <laughs> and contrary to popular belief, you know, we're not a, we're not an elitist Jeep club and it's not yeah. an elitist Jeep community here. I mean, correct. Uh, we welcome all makes models Absolutely. Um, I probably have one of the biggest piles of shit in the club. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. So and I say one of the biggest because I know it's not the worst. Yeah. But um, it we is. Won't, up we there. won't point fingers. <laughs> <laughs> but I will just say that um, I'll, I'll leave this person nameless, but I know they're listening. <laughs> Fixed his uh, steering box full <laughs> with this. Spring perch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're not going to say his name, and I'm glad Pat brought it up and not me. <laughs> it's funny, though, because that's it, just... Uh... It's funny, and that's just kind of the way it works, and that just, just you know, this is an example to show you guys. We're not we're not uptight. I mean, that's the fun of what <clears throat> it is that we do, and, you know, there's certain things that everybody's like, yo, come on, man, you don't have to do that. And then there's things like this where somebody's fixing a steering box with a scrap piece of metal. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Or, you know, maybe holding a starter on with a C-clamp or something. Yep. <laughs> you know, so if you guys are, you know, if you think, you know, I don't really have an off-road capable vehicle. Mine's a piece of junk. Well, you know, some of ours are pieces of trash, too, and. And they still, they work enough to have a good time, and that's that's all that matters. Yep. You know, not, not everybody's got, you know, tons of money to throw around, and it's not like that's what it's about anyways. It's just about hanging out, playing, and, and having a good time. And uh, I'll end on the people who say there is nowhere to go wheeling. I can think of four places with an hour drive of us right mm -hmm. now. Um majority of them are going to be private land <coughs> and joining a local club gets you access to that stuff absolutely um last summer you know i was kind of busy and most of the people in the club were as well but uh i know some joining clubs where every weekend almost you know there's something going on yeah so and you know that's that's something that we're reiterating is, is super important and that's one of the things that i discovered with creating Upstate 4x4 was that I started to meet people and like Pat, um, a lot of these members own property where, you know, this is rural America, whether you go on to admit it or not, but some, some of the members have large chunks of land and they just don't advertise that we go off-roading on it because they don't want random people just showing up to the property. You know, and tearing it up and thinking that, hey, I come out here to go four-wheeling. Why can't I just drive up there on a whim and do that? So, you know, you really need to network with these people if you're trying to actually do something um, other than, you know, what could potentially be illegal. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, let your guard down. 
join up don't be scared get to know these guys everybody's good people family oriented and just like you said we're just there to have fun that's that's what, really what it boils down to yep you know some of us have you know really capable you know expensive shit and some of us have barely barely capable of making it out of the wrecking yard vehicles <laughs> Mine actually came from a junkyard, so yeah. you know it's it's the whole spectrum, and you know it's it's a good time. Mm-hmm. So you got that video for us? Click on it, see if it'll enlarge. Don't um, double click on it. There we go. Okay, now go to the the yeah. So. This is my cousin, Michael. He's in California. He's got a story I really wanted to share last episode, but it's his story. It's kind of both of our stories, <laughs> <laughs> but he was the one at fault for it. So I figured I would, I would let this be his, um, uh, you did what moment. So I watched it already and there's some stuff I'm going to have to elaborate on and some things that his memory's a little skewed because he was mm-hmm. liquored up at the moment. But let's go ahead and listen to this. Turn that volume on on there, too. Which one? Um, the one that's off. Yep. So, go ahead and play it. So, one day, Ralph and I were on a TriMet bus in Oregon on our way to a strip club. Because that's what class people do. They take the bus to the strip club. Anyway, we were discussing it. And, uh, you know, checking out chicks and all this good stuff. And this lady who didn't look like a lady is like, I don't know why you guys are talking about that. You guys need to have respect about women talking in front of other women. And I'm like, well, we're not talking about you. We're talking about women. (laughs) And uh, turns out she said, I am one. The bus driver was shocked. (laughs) (laughs) So let me, let me fill in the blanks here. Um, At the time, my cousin was doing a lot of traveling around to trade shows and stuff. He was selling random things, rotisseries, whatever. And I had moved to Oregon and I had started a recording studio up there in, in my house. And I was trying to talk him into coming and stay, and this was kind of in that transitional period where he was moving into the area, and we were going going out and doing chaotic things. So, like he said, we were riding a bus to the titty bar. <laughs> we were being responsible alcoholics, <laughs> and maybe something else was in our system. Um, this lady absolutely did not look like a lady, but... My cousin did not know, nor did she tell him that she was a lady. So (laughs) I don't remember the scope of our conversation, but it was definitely talking trash about women. And she walks up from the back of the bus to the front of the bus and says, you know, I don't appreciate your guys' conversation. You know, I find it really offensive. Typical Oregon bullshit, right? And I'm just like, oh, fuck. You know, it dawns on me right now that this is a woman. She's just you know, very masculine, but my cousin still doesn't see this. (laughs) And his response was, well, we're not talking about you. We're talking about women. (laughs) I about, I about started crying, laughing. (laughs) 
the bus driver is laughing hysterically. And I'm like, we got to get the fuck off of this bus right now. Pulling that cable. (laughs) We're close enough to the teddy bar to get off. So I'm like, now? (laughs) So we get off the bus and I'm like, you stupid motherfucker, that was a woman. He's like, what? I was like, yeah, that was a woman. He's like, no. I was like, yeah. He's like, well, (laughs) fuck her. She can't take a joke. (laughs) (laughs) So that was his story. That was a pretty fun moment in our past. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's pretty much it. We'll wrap up this episode. I mean, we talked about you promoting um, Twisted Axles. You got anything else you want uh, people to check out or anything? Uh, no, no, I really don't have much going okay. on to yeah. check out, but <laughs> <laughs> don't be sending him nude pictures. He's married. That goes yes. for all the elderly too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to recognize you both at Walmart now. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyways, thank you guys for watching. Like always subscribe, comment, like, if you're watching me on YouTube, if you guys are Facebook viewers um just follow us you know follow the six to three podcast channel and share it with your friends and yeah hope you guys enjoyed this episode and talk to you later bye bye